Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. It is uh, Monday, fun day, December the 9th, 2019. As we look to, I don't know, take a look at what was the weekend, week 14 in the NFL season. We also, um, we've got our top four teams in college football. Playoffs are set, as is the other 932 playoff uh, bowl games. Well, not really playoff, but bowl games, some sort of bowl. Uh, Toilets, who gives a crap, you know, all of that kind of bowl stuff. Uh, Should be a lot of fun uh, coming up here over the next three weeks of not only December, but the, the year as we close out 2019. And 19, it's going to be fun. A lot of opportunities to make it rain. And, of course, Dane and I will do our best to make sure that happens. And we'll start, of course, tonight, uh, Monday Night Football. Eli under center getting ready to play spoiler going up against Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. We are seeing actually some uh, some money come in, maybe uh, not on the team you thought it would be. But that uh, that line is hovering uh, still in a single digit. Will it get back up to double digits? This is just a tough game to swallow here tonight after exactly what we saw right. yesterday, which <laughs> included the game of the year. Uh, we also had a pretty good glimpse into some of what the AFC playoffs might actually look like. Oh, yeah. And I got to tell you, I was... Um, I was pretty impressed with a couple of things yesterday, and I and I think no doubt the thing that blew me away was that 49er ran uh, 49er Saints game in which you know Breeze gets the opening kickoff and and marches down the field as if there was nobody on the field for the 49ers, and then Garoppolo returns the favor and the you know the game was on at that particular point 60 points Dane almost 60 points in the first half of that game alone they almost got to the 100 mark uh but i that was a pretty impressive victory by the 49ers and i don't think i'm crazy here but guys that's probably going to be the NFC championship matchup the winner has the right to come down to my neck of the woods here in Miami in February to play for a Super Bowl but I give me that all I'd like to see in a little more defense but I hope we get to see that again because I'd be really interested two great coaches well-stacked teams good quarterbacks I I can't wait to see the adjustments they would make for game two I hope we get it I think we might yeah, good morning, Joe. Welcome back. And uh, let's make it rain here on the Sports Grid Network and cockadoodle do it. You're right. I mean, this was an amazing game. This was a great game. Nobody lost this game. The San Francisco 49ers went out and won this game. And, you know, it's interesting. You get two above average, if not good to elite defenses, and you get 94 mm-hmm. points put up in the game. It's absolutely crazy. I, I would be okay with this. I think these are the two best teams in the NFC. Sure, Seattle, Minnesota, Green Bay may want to make have something to say about it, but I think these are the top two teams. Is it the best game of the year? Sure. I mean, to be quite honest, Joe, in my opinion, San Francisco has been involved in the three 
best games of the year. What we saw yesterday against New Orleans, what we saw the week before that in Baltimore may not have been the sexiest game, but real football fans love that one. Oh, and by the way, Monday Night Football against Seattle that went to overtime wasn't one of the best games of the year also. So they then they definitely proved themselves. But I got to tell you, Joe, I think Kansas City, New England was very intriguing. I think Baltimore-Buffalo was very intriguing. And don't look now, but yeah, the Tennessee Titans put up 40 again. And I think we have to start paying attention to what the Ryan Tannehill-led Tennessee Titans are doing. Well, they're going to have in uh, two of the next three weeks, they're going to have exactly the team they they need to be playing in order to be able to win it. And that being, of course, the Houston Texans who threw up all over themselves. But, uh, you know, the big question here this morning, I'm sure, is going to be, can we now stick a fork in Tom Brady and the New England Patriots and uh, Kansas City? It was great to win the game, but. Uh, much like the Baltimore Raven Buffalo Bill game, I wasn't impressed with any of the teams actually on the field. It was ugly football and there has to be a winner, but it's amazing what happens when you ratchet up the defenses a little bit over there, how these teams that seem like they're running over everyone all of a sudden ain't running over anybody. Patrick Mahomes and company could have seriously put that game out of reach in the second half, except. They couldn't get the job done. And that's the problem with Kansas City for me is they can't run the damn ball. They have to keep trying to throw the ball. And when teams like New England can make adjustments in the second half, you're not going to have the same success if there's no threat of the run. And they don't have that this year, not to mention now his hand is banged up. So all of these teams are a little bit flawed in their own right. But kudos to the Buffalo Bills for proving that, yeah, no, Lamar in that running game, it can be stopped, guys. That that offense can be limited. The question is, what are you going to do? I don't know that Josh Allen and company, they just don't have the weapons yet in order to be able to win games like that. But their defense certainly showed up yesterday in Orchard Park. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they were in a physical game with the Baltimore Ravens, and they they slowed. I think that's a good word. You know, you can't stop them completely. They did still put up 24 points, but they did look like they were struggling to do so. And I think that's very, very interesting. Listen, you know, Joe, I've been saying it for, for, for months now, right? My thing that there are three human beings that can stop the New England Patriots path back through the AFC Invitational that hosted at Gillette, you know, every at the end of every January. I will say this, that I am starting to believe in Buffalo and Tennessee as like good teams. I think you have to believe that they are good teams, okay? Are they Super Bowl contenders? No. Not in my opinion, okay? But I think Tennessee and Buffalo, these are two teams, Joe, I'm going to call them Thursday night football teams. You know what I mean? They're like teams that a lot of the country doesn't really take seriously, doesn't really pay attention to because of the media market, because of their national exposure. And I think they are playoff teams. They are good football teams. They just don't have the MVP level talent um, to get it done at that level of the division winners right now. I'll tell you an MVP nobody's talking about. How about give me a little shout out to Devlin Duck Hodges yesterday. Damn Pittsburgh Duck Hunting. Games.
talk about that coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. doesn't happen very often so uh you know it happens so we still had a chance and wish we could have scored their thing oh tom it's so funny we've spent 20 years bitching and moaning about how tom brady and the patriots get every every call to go their way when it comes to the zebras and finally yesterday they get not well. They get a couple of calls that just <laughs> that were so so wrong, and yet uh, was it the reason they lost to Kansas City? Well, partly there was, uh, of course, the fumble that no, was whistled no. dead that could have been returned for a touchdown. That was one. But Nikhil Harry stepping out of bounds that didn't step out of bounds that actually scored the touchdown, but they were out of timeouts. so they couldn't go ahead and challenge it. Uh, they were out of challenges. challenges rather, so they couldn't. I just, um, it warms my heart uh, that it's finally starting to what goes around comes around. And uh, anybody who's a fan of uh, the Dolphins or really anybody in the AFC or the NFL, for that matter, who has thought that maybe (laughs) Mr. Brady gets um, the benefit of the doubts. Yeah, he didn't get the benefit of the doubt yesterday. And to make matters even worse, that game was at home. That was in Foxborough, which is notorious. For flags getting Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's way. I haven't seen Belichick that animated in a long time, people. And he was, if he could have stuck the red flag right up the rear of the red, he would have done it to Jerome Bulger and company because he was, I haven't seen him that on, on fire. And, you know, listen, deservedly so. I just don't think anybody today is going to shed a tear for poor Bill Belichick and Tom Brady not get the refs. We bitch and moan about them all year. I don't think we're going to hear a peep about how bad the officiating was in that game. I'd be shocked outside of EI and Boston and others that we'd be right. hearing anything about how bad the officiating was yesterday. No, I don't think anybody <laughs> is shedding a tear, a tear for the New England Patriots, Joe. Absolutely <laughs> not. I will say this. I Joe, I, I, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be that guy. Because I know you're saying, listen, Kansas City still couldn't run the ball. I know you're still saying the Patriots didn't get any breaks. Joe, I think the reason we're seeing this frustration from Belichick and Brady is because deep down they know. They know. I think deep down they know, Joe, that they are not the team that in back-to-back weeks will beat two of these three other AFC big boys. I just don't think they will, Joe. I really don't. And remember last week I said I'm not calling them dead. I'm still not calling them dead. They're 10 and 3. But, Joe, we are now seeing that there is a way to defend this team that has less weapons, that has an average running game. And, sure, they've got chemistry with Julian Edelman. But outside of that, Joe, they needed defensive pass interferences. They needed flea flickers. 
They needed halfback passes to generate offense in regular, in regular kind of scenarios where they get a kickoff on their own 25. They're going three and out. You're putting pressure on them, forcing them to beat, to have, you know, completions with a receiver not named Edelman that has a hot route that has some kind of chemistry. It's not happening, Joe. And it's not happening now for weeks. I know they can still pull out some things. I know they were still only ultimately lost by seven. But I do not see this team keeping up or beating Baltimore and Kansas City in back-to-back weeks. I, 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 there, there's answers to them now defensively. You can slow this team defensively, Joe. But again, until I see it in the playoffs, I, I won't believe that the big bad uh, wolf is dead until I, uh, until I see it. But I will say this, the Chiefs and the Patriots are pretty darn close guys uh, in just about in just about everything. And I, you know, you got Mahomes, you've got Andy Reid, who's notoriously guys given Bill Belichick fits over the years, exactly the kind of game that Andy Reid has won time and time again, over the years, the playoffs have been a different story for him, but during the regular season, Andy Reid's always good for one of these games against Belichick. Um, you know, he meets his match with, with Andy Reid and what they can do. And when you think about it, these two teams now have played three times over the last 14 months, and they have played in three one-score games. New England's won two, Kansas City now won. The total has been New England 94, Kansas City, uh, New England 96, rather, Kansas City 94. I mean, you're, you're looking at two teams that are extremely close, even when they're not at full strength or at their best. And Yes, New England's got its offensive woes, and the longer that defense has to stay out on the field, the worse it is for them. Uh, But the same thing with, we're talking about January football here now. When we're talking about January playoff football, and you've got to go to Arrowhead, or you've got to play in Foxborough, you've got to play in these very cold-weather cities, you know, passing the ball 50 times, not going to be great. You've got to be able, and neither of those teams, as far as I'm concerned, can run the ball. And that's what makes Baltimore so much more interesting to me from the standpoint of that they can show yesterday they can win games when Lamar Jackson isn't the all-world Lamar Jackson. And he wasn't. He was far from it. He was pedestrian yesterday. So was the running game. But they still managed to find a way to win the game outside of just Lamar having to be the greatest thing uh, that ever walked planet Earth. So. I just I think there's a huge gap now in the AFC between what Baltimore is currently on both sides of the ball, all three facets, and what Kansas City. No, I mean go down the list. Ball, Buffalo. It. I don't think it's even close right now in the AFC. I hear you. And listen, Joe. Like this is what I've been saying all year long about teams needing to have their balance, right? That's why when Jordan Howard started being able to run for the Eagles, I was like, uh oh, if they have this balance, they're onto something. That's why, uh oh, Todd Gurley gets the ball twenty plus times, and look at the Rams all over again. You know that I that the ability to have balance. I say it when Matt Ryan, when Philip Rivers is putting it up forty five times, it ain't gonna happen. Right. That we we are on the same page, Joe. Okay, and that's why we talk about San Francisco. They can win with defense. Jimmy G can do it or their run game. You have to be able to be variable, be multiple, have balance. 
Absolutely. Okay. And if Kansas City is a little too pass heavy, yes, that is true. That is something that could be a problem. We're seeing that New England doesn't have, like, if you take away the left hand, right, like Bill Belichick could beat the Bill Belichick offense right now. You know what I mean? And that's that's the problem. Houston can run the ball a little bit, Joe. Houston can run the ball a little bit and have some of that balance. They may be a team. And by the way, Joe, that's why I am coming around on the Tennessee Titans. Now, I think they are a cut below. Okay, I do think they are a cut below. But Derrick Henry can certainly pound the rock in January football. And we're seeing what Tannehill can even do under the center. Now, Joe, might the Tennessee Titans be one of the teams that actually have balance in the AFC? <laughs> Not if they can't beat Houston, and that's the problem with Tennessee. Well, they might be the best well, team. They might be the best team that doesn't make the playoffs because of that fact. Uh, listen, we've seen this from Tannehill before. I can tell you this beyond a shadow of a doubt. He has gone through stretches of this that where he looks like more than capable. He looks like that franchise quarterback. But Tennessee right. has a history of doing this and then all of a sudden going, what the uh, Houston? I mean, really, Bill O'Brien? Like, so you beat Kansas City, right? You beat New England prime time and you lose to Carolina right. and the damn Denver Broncos with a rookie quarterback playing his first road game. And your team wasn't ready to play. It's that simple. They weren't ready to play. And Denver boat raced you. And, you know, to me, that's why when you look at anybody else, like, we we know it's coming. Like in in Tennessee, between now and the next three weeks, can they rattle off three? Sure, they can. But they've always had the ability to be able to play great defense, good running game. Right. It's always been the quarterback that might be the issue. Do you trust Tennessee or oh, Houston it's a quarterback. in January? It's a different quarterback now. <laughs> Not really, but I'm saying they have Not. some of the they have some of the ingredients of something that can be successful. Right. I think balance is. A- I don't know. I don't know. Is there's a lot of teams not playing in January. We'll we'll go through the list. That's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Don't forget, you can find us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe at the Sports Grid Network. All the fantasy and sports wagering advice you need all the time. Sports Grid Network. Make sure you hit that little bell in the upper right-hand corner on YouTube. Plus, follow us on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. And we do have a Monday night game to wrap up week 14 of the NFL season. Or the NFL uh, week 14 coming to an end with Eli under center. And you, of course, can get in the game with a DraftKings Sportbook account where if you're listening or watching this show right now, you can go ahead and get yourself a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks to put down on this game. Now, here's how it works. You create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. You make a deposit. Then, well, you place your first bet in DraftKings. They'll match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. Now, the offer is eligible for all users and new users. You guys get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks. Just head over to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com 
forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure you check out the website for details. And some uh, some very interesting uh, bits of information coming out of week 14, certainly as far as the playoff picture uh, is concerned now, because the AFC with uh, Kansas City winning and with Baltimore winning and the Patriots losing, we've got currently a couple of uh, little swapping going on in the AFC with the Ravens sitting atop at number one. The Patriots currently still, and I think we need to remember, they still have 10 wins. They're still a 10-win team. They are 10-3. and Kansas City sitting there at the number three spot doing uh, the Andy Reid special, uh, guaranteeing themselves now that they are champs of the NFC West and clinched that yesterday. They are no worse than a number four seed in the playoffs. The Texans, who are still trying to figure out what a Drew Locke is, uh, went ahead and uh, they got the number four seed at eight and five. The Bills, even though they lost, still a nine-win team. And then, of course, yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers, who only do things that just, they continue to amaze with guys like Duck Hodges and Deontay Johnson. I, they are doing yeah. things and winning football games on the road in what looked like, I don't know, looked like Heinz Field West there in Arizona yesterday. Yeah, kind of crazy. A lot of towels uh, maybe in Arizona. Wow, <laughs> how many Pittsburgh uh, Steeler fans well, were there. I think was, it's a uh, popular retirement crazy. destination for people, uh, you know, in the I Rust guess. Belt over there to move southwest. I, uh, wow. Uh, an interesting side note, too, uh, Deontay Johnson was the first guy to actually return, I believe, a punt for a touchdown since Antonio Brown did it. Uh, it seems like moons ago, but he's also the guy that got drafted uh, when That's Pittsburgh traded say. Antonio Brown to Oakland. Yeah, that was their round. pick. Yep. So he's already sure paying more dividends than Antonio Brown is paying with any team in the league right now. But you got to hand it to also Pittsburgh. From you know, that was a spot. Yeah, you know, Pittsburgh yesterday, that was, to me, more telling of a win than we have seen because that is exactly the kind of game that we have seen Tomlin in the past and this Pittsburgh Steelers team go in a game they should win, a game that on the road that they are favorite, that there's, if you want to be taken seriously as a team with all of the duct tape you have used this year, you got to win that game yesterday on the road against an inferior opponent. And they did. It might not have been pretty, but they did. That defense, that is a defense that will travel. That is a defense. And now Juju Smith-Schuster apparently is healthier. He'll be back. They get. But, man, talk about next man up. Not enough great things can be said about the job that Tomlin is doing because in years past, even with Roethlisberger, they lose that game. They lose that game in Arizona. It's exactly what they've been. They they rise up to the occasion against tougher competition, and they blow up against the lesser competition. But it's not what we've seen. I hear they are sitting at the sixth seed. And does anybody really want to roll in and play pit that defense right now? I I don't think so, man. That defense is no joke. No, I hear that. I agree with you defensively. Offensively, I look at it. Remember, you know, years ago when they were the Killer Bees, you know, Ben, Brown, and Bell? And then, even last year, it was like, oh, but James Conner is a pro bowler. Oh, but Juju can be the wide out one. They don't have Juju. They don't have Connor. When I look at the box score here, Joe, we're talking about Benny Smell, Kevin Wythe, Jalen Samuels, Deontay Johnson getting work. So, you know, I mean, Mike Tomlin. 
deserves to be in the coach of the year conversation. There's plenty of mm-hmm. plenty of reasons why this team could have unraveled, right? But they decided, no, let's go for it. Let's go out and trade our first-round pick and acquire Minka Fitzpatrick, okay? And it's worked out for them as that defense is sort of evolving. You're right, between Fitzpatrick and guys like Watt and Dupree coming on. Um, I will say that I do not think they are at the level of these other teams, okay? Like, for example, they're going in on Sunday Night Football and playing Buffalo next week. I lean already towards Buffalo. I think it's a nice story. I think they're doing well. They're putting it to, they're, they're holding it together with spit and glue. Um, but I do not think they would they would hold up against, you know, some of the big boys. I just don't. Um, but it's a nice story. I got love for Duck Hodges, okay? But, you know, it's one thing at Arizona. I don't know that this would happen against a Baltimore or a Houston in a Buffalo or New England. What is the, well, Tom, what's the difference between them and Buffalo right now? What's the difference between them and Buffalo right now? I believe, yeah, I, I believe in Josh Allen. I think more than, they're exactly I believe the in jo- They're limited offensively. I think, I think Josh Allen makes defense. more plays than Duck, than Duck Hodges. I think Josh Allen needs to be, I think Josh Allen needs to be considered as a much better quarterback than Duck Hodges at this point. Well, the much better quarterback was limited by a lesser defense in Baltimore yesterday and kept overthrowing not one, not two, a half a dozen wide open receivers Josh Allen couldn't hit yesterday while Duck Hodges continues to make plays. And this is my problem with Pittsburgh. People are going to keep sleeping on them. Defense wins in January, period, guys. Defenses will win. They will expose quarterbacks that I don't know, like uh, the Ryan Tannehills of the world or the Josh Allens who are just, they're not there yet. Josh Allen to me, Duck Hodges, six and one, flip a coin. Defenses both ball out. Are they going to score a hundred points? Hell no. It's going to come down to a last second field goal. It's going to come down. I, if you want to talk about the difference between Pittsburgh and let's say Kansas city, yeah, there's some differences there, certainly on the offensive side yes. of the ball. But I think teams like Pittsburgh and Buffalo, flip a coin, guys. Either of those two teams, we know exactly what we're going to get for them. The identity is there. We're going to get a couple of plays on offense, but we are going to get lights out defense. And like Baltimore showed yesterday, they have the ability to unfortunately make a couple of more plays offensively than teams like. And I don't think Pittsburgh's really had that game yet where – and I don't know if they're going to get it from Buffalo. I don't think it's going to expose them defensively a little bit more on offense. Pittsburgh can win ugly. And that is going to go a little farther, I think, in the playoffs than some people anticipate. Especially when you're talking to, like, Houston. Like, uh, really? Does anybody, yeah, so, even, if it's, even if it's Tennessee, uh, you trust right, so either of me, those teams against uh, what you're seeing? That's the thing. I I think there's two tiers here in the AFC, okay? And I'll give you, you know, Kansas City, Baltimore, New England. I put Houston in the top tier just because of Deshaun Watson. Just because of Deshaun Watson, okay? Then you have these three other teams, and I think Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and Buffalo are all— they're the identity teams, Joe. I think you're right, okay? This idea that they're similar. And I think we're splitting hairs among things like Baltimore and Kansas City, the real dynamic offenses and, and, and elite 
quarterbacks, right? That's tier A. But this Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Tennessee teams, I think these are the teams that have the identity, you know, bring their lunch pail, aren't going to make horrible mistakes, that kind of stuff. And you're right. It's close between them. I just think I, I think Buffalo is the best of those three, and I think Pittsburgh is the worst of those three, but they are still in the group together. And you're right. They need things to happen. Uh, they, you know, they're just not as good as the upper echelon teams. And I think two of the three of them will be wild cards in the AFC. Uh, and by the way, kudos to Kansas City as well and Steve Spagnuolo for, you know, first year defensive coordinator, new defense installing his Take scheme it was going to always take a little while anyway and you know they go into foxborough and give up 210 yards total and even though that offense didn't uh, exactly perform as to what we're used to and i don't think they are they're never going to be that team of the patrick mahomes of last year or the year prior it's not who they are this year they're limited on offense because of offensive line issues and running game sure. issues but if that defense is playing catch up now and that defense is actually and they looked a million times better the last couple of weeks, they are real. They're starting to get pressure on Brady was sacked. There is that becomes a more well-rounded, complete team. And then I think you're talking really about two teams at the top in the AFC. If that defense keeps evolving, then yeah. you've got Kansas City and Baltimore and then put everybody else right. in the same damn category. I don't care what it is. Balance. Those two teams, the only question mark with Kansas City all year was, is that defense ever going to get better? Um, and they are. They are big time getting better. Yeah, I got to tell you, Joe, I picked up the Kansas City defense in fantasy because I also like their yeah, matchups coming job. down here at the end of the season. You know, and I think part of the key, yep. I said it all year, that Spagnolo year one, it takes some time, and that's been historically where he mm -hmm. goes. The other thing also, Joe, is – with a healthy Patty Mahomes, right, a lot of times they're out early. They're out in front early, okay? And if Kansas City right. has a 10-point lead, they're able to play a little bit different. Now, Matty Moore held down the fort, okay? But they weren't able to like, get at that two-touchdown lead, right? And this KC defense is a lot different with Frank Clark and them bringing pressure, pinning, the proverbial pinning their ears back. It's a lot different yep. than if they're in a nip-and-tuck kind of game. And Patty Mahomes coming back helps their game flow for that. It's uh, that defense was on the field a lot in that second half, and they they did the job. And congratulations, they become that much more right. dangerous with a defense that can stop people. So, uh, and then there's the uh, the Jets. They won. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome in on a uh, on a Monday here. Cannot believe it, December the 9th, uh, 2019. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Name of the show is Make It Rain. And uh, we do have a game tonight, Monday Night Football, that we'll, uh, we'll take a look at as uh, Elijah Manning makes his return under center. Since week three, we'll see him going up against an Eagles team that I unfortunately is not eliminated, is still in this. 
Uh, congratulations, uh, Philadelphia. Uh, but uh, big game, none of sense. Still got playoff implications here to round out week 14. There are a number of teams, however, who have uh, nothing to play for, that they are officially eliminated, and uh, including uh, those New York Jets yesterday who somehow managed to beat a team who didn't score a touchdown. Nope, nope, no, they scored seven field goals. Yes, yeah, seven field goals, and but they but the Jets won, and the team didn't score a touchdown, that being the Miami Dolphins. But, you know, hey, a win is a win. While you Why you want to win, I have no idea, but they won, uh, moving to five and eight on the season. And the funny part is here, Dane, as crazy as this may seem, we talked about uh, their win total was seven, I believe, uh, this year going into the season. Yeah. And we all said, you know, listen, it, they're they're going to be a seven and nine football, maybe eight and eight. If things go really well, they might get the nine wins. Well, you know, here they are sitting with five wins. Would it surprise anybody if they win two out of the last three games to go to seven wins and win? It's hard to believe that the New York Jets are going to end up being exactly what we all thought they were anyway, a seven and nine football team. And it's very possible that's going to – it blows me away that that's exactly what they're probably going to be. Yeah. You know, Joe, like when I play golf, (laughs) you know, fours come in a lot of different ways, right? You can hit two great shots and then still three-putt, right? Or or you can go far left off the tee and hit an amazing shot out of a bunker to land three feet away, right? It happens in a lot of different ways. And getting to six or seven wins happen a lot of different ways also, I would say, right? You know, like the Colts, who everyone thought was great, are now falling off. They might finish with like six or seven wins also, the same as the Jets. You know what I mean? And so – yeah. It is a lot of different ways. I will say this, though, Joe. I got a quick fan. I got a little fantasy story for you because I know you're not as involved in that. You're more sports investing, and I'm a little bit more on the fantasy side. There has been a battle for a long time, Joe, on whether or not you should even have a field goal kicker on, like, fantasy teams, Mm. right? Because it's so random. You know what I mean? It's so random. So, Joe, last week, last week, you probably remember because it's down by you. They pulled off the, uh, you know, the holder passing to the kicker for a touchdown. You remember that? That's correct. The yep. Dolphins last week. So if you had Absolute Jason Sanders, Sanders yep. as your fantasy <laughs> kicker here, going into the fantasy playoffs, Joe, you got a touchdown reception from your kicker. And then, Joe, yesterday with a 37 a 47, a 53, a 31, a 28, a 25, and a 22. You got 24 points out of your kicker yesterday, Joe. And that, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. got people advancing. There are people that lost their fantasy playoffs because the damn kicker on the other side hit seven field goals, Joe. That's why I say you got to ban kickers from fantasy football. It's absolutely ridiculous, but you're right, Joe. The Jets are going to wind up right there, and the way I've been saying it is it pisses me off because it gives Adam Gaze an excuse, right? He can now, Mm -hmm. they can kick the can down the road. There would be an argument to be made to bring him back, and I don't want that argument to be valid, okay? At 6-10 and or 7-9, and you can say, oh, but we never had C.J. Mosley. We would have beat the Bills in week one. Oh, our quarterback had mono for three weeks, and then it took time for him to recover. Oh, Joe. Just give us another year in the system and another draft to bolster the offensive line. Like, 
the Johnsons will buy that narrative and gays will still be here. And ultimately, I think that's bad, right? Because they don't suck enough. And that's the problem here for the Jets. Yeah, and, and it's not going to help them with draft picks. It's not going to help them with uh, with anything, unfortunately, as they are going to end up going. And they could very well, because that last game, I guess, is against what? The New England? No, the last game of the year is... They're all three winnable games. That's the crazy part. They could... No, they're not, Joe. No, they're not. They might not have no, they're not. anything to do. What, what do they got? What do you mean? Joe, they're not... It's not easy at all. What are their... They're at... No, what are the last at Baltimore Thursday night? At Baltimore Thursday night, that's a loss. Right. Okay. They okay. they finish at Buffalo. They finish at Buffalo. That's like a loss. That team is going to need to play for seeding. Week sixteen know, is like the I, only. I don't one. know that they're going to. I don't know. See, I don't know that Buffalo can. Buffalo is, I think, assured themselves, what, a five spot one way or the other here with their schedule. Because they end up with, what, New England week 17? Joe, they have nine wins. Right. So Pittsburgh and They're going to have 10. Yeah. Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Pittsburgh, by the way, that's in. Yeah. So if Pittsburgh is at Pittsburgh or is it in Buffalo? The Sunday night game next week? Yeah, is it in Buffalo or is it in uh, Pittsburgh? Double I'll double check that I right now. In, but to the, I think it's in Pittsburgh. That's fine, yeah, but I to the point of the if Jets. I they can handle Pittsburgh, that game also means absolutely nothing. I mean, honestly, if they can beat Pittsburgh this week, I think they've secured themselves. If they would have won yesterday and New England lost, we'd be having a conversation about Buffalo actually and winning, they, I, as not, hard as that is to believe. But, how crazy is that? But I no. don't know that can yeah, happen absolutely. anymore. But now you got three teams in the AFC, right? Buffalo at nine, Tennessee right. and Pittsburgh at eight, right? So to think that, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe if you, you think Buffalo will be locked into the five spot come week 17, if there's a few weeks Pittsburgh, to be played, right? I think if they, yeah, because if they beat Pittsburgh, it's really the only team that can catch them. Well, Tennessee can. Tennessee can. Tennessee's one game back. Well, Tennessee would be the number six seed if they all, because they got to play Pittsburgh too. Tennessee's got a brutal schedule down there. They got two against Houston. And who's that third one for yes. Tennessee? That schedule oh, is brutal. Brutal. It's New Orleans. It's blue Absolutely. for Tennessee. However, oh, it's killer. To, the, pre- the other one. Oh, God. I know, I know. But Joe, the original question was about the Jets. And you said you think the Jets could go right. two of three. I, I don't, Joe. The Jets' three games left are at Baltimore Thursday night then Pittsburgh, then Buffalo. Three teams that need it. I don't think they go two of three. And flex another game in? Like, that's got to be a, a Thursday night football game? NFL, really? Like, you, you've seen this coming for, for weeks. You've seen this coming, and you can't get us any more than, uh, than that? Uh, uh, yeah. But that's what so that's let's say that they're either one is. and three. And the okay. Jets are, I think the Jets would be all right. So if they win one, then they're can six they and shock ten. the world they're and beat Baltimore. Can they shock it? Can they? I, sh- can sure, they? but as a Jets fan, do you want? You yes, but as a no, Jets fan, you don't, don't want, want that. I didn't want to win another game. I didn't want them to win yesterday. You don't want that. I'm just saying that it doesn't profile. It'd be very easy for the Jets to lose out here. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, all teams that, in my opinion, need wins in the AFC playoff picture.
So I don't think the Jets win. Maybe they win one more at home versus Pittsburgh. Maybe. Okay. But I don't think they're going to. The Jets getting to six would be good. But even then, Joe, if you told me six and 10 going into this season, right? What was their win total? Seven? You give a one game kind of margin of error. Your quarterback was. Quarterback was out for what three, four weeks. Your acquisition linebacker played maybe three games. Le'Veon Bell is now out. We'll see how long that illness lasts, you know. But whatever. I mean, it better last. The problem is, it better last the rest of the season. I know. Problem is, Gaze can make the case that Swanson and Joe Douglas would buy about why he needs Uh, another bite at the apple. And that's my issue. I want it to be very, very yeah. clear, like it was when they were losing to Cincy in Miami, that they, he should be gone. And now it's not as clear. Trying to come up with ways that they can actually, uh, they can actually win this game on Thursday night. And I've got, uh, I got nothing. So uh, I'm just going to assume that they. <laughs> Is that run assume. defense, Joe? I'm they trying to be optimistic. That's elite oh. run defense, Joe. That's how. Is there a look ahead line for that game or is it uh, it's got to be double digits? Is it not I'd be shocked if it's not at least 12 points. I'd be absolutely I mean more. hell, they were a 7 point favorite on the road against Buffalo. Right, it's more, Joe. It's two it's it's two touchdowns. Oh, how much? And the hook. It's 14 14 oh, and a half. Great. Woo. All right, good stuff. And that uh that should actually be 14 and a half, first half, second half, every all there should be at least a two and a half touch. You could actually spot them. Hell, throw in another touchdown, give them 21, and I guarantee you they still go into halftime losing. It's a prop bet, Joe. Will Lamar Jackson play in the fourth quarter? That's another interesting question. How much more do they need to how much more did Show they need that to prove in these games at the very end? Yeah, I yeah, that's Nothing. also going to come into play with some of Every these games play. down the stretch. How much does it really matter? Every play he's on the field is a risk to his health. And then you've got to ask yourself, are we looking at in the NFC, are we looking at a 10-win mm. team not making the playoffs? I don't think so. Only if the Rams run the table. Which is feasible? It's, it's because it's you possible? need Minnesota, whose final three games are at home. By the way, you know Minnesota could theoretically Minnesota could be left out if uh, if Chicago keeps uh, if Chicago keeps winning games. Now I don't necessarily think Chicago is going to run the table, but the possibility of Dallas or Philadelphia having to get a spot. And there being a 9-10 right. win team left out is just brutal. It's absolutely brutal. And, man, how would you like to be yeah. Chicago, run the table, and still can't make the playoffs? I mean, I think – and the thing is, though, the Rams are in the same boat. The Rams are in the same boat. Yes. Chicago and the Rams That's correct. both run the table and be out because your, your wild cards could be – I'll call it Minnesota, but it could be Green Bay, right? right. And Seattle right. slash San Francisco. The Seattle slash yep. San Francisco will be in, and Minnesota or Green Bay is 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 you know has games in hand against these teams that may be finding themselves in Chicago. Like Chicago and the Rams may both be finding themselves. Honestly, Mitchell Trubisky put it in my eye over the last couple of weeks, Joe. He's he's there, there's some development there. I'll acknowledge that. And with the Rams, 
there is some development there, and I think it's mostly due to them realizing Gurley equals balance for that offense, right? And so the Rams and the Bears could get hot and still not make it in because teams like Seattle and I'll call it Minnesota for right now um, can easily be – I mean, Seattle might be 11 or 12 wins and as a wild card team. And Minnesota the can Rams, easily the get Rams schedule is brutal. 10 or 11. Yeah, but they just need to yeah. win two out of three and they're at a 10-win situation. So if they're, if they're 10 wins and don't make it in because Minnesota wins out, which is possible with three games at home there, but I do believe they still they have – Got one on the road, Minnesota. Minnesota has one on the road. They got what? They're they have any Chargers. left against the Packers the or no? They at do, the yes. They don't The play. last Monday night oh, football game. The last Monday night football game. In Minnesota, Packers though, fight. correct? In Minnesota, yes. correct. Yeah. So then we should look at the Green yeah. Bay schedule. So, right? What if, I mean, Green Bay, Chicago. If Chicago beats Green Bay, yes. then Green Bay loses at Minnesota. Green Bay could be the team without a chair when the music stops. If they go on a skip. Yeah, yeah so we could very well see a 10-win team playing golf in January, oh, yeah. which would be a shame. I'd, be, I'd venture to say we will. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So the uh, the Colts pretty much uh, solidified. There won't be any uh, postseason for them. And now the uh, the whole Andrew Luck will he come back uh, conversation. I'm sure will begin to take center stage as they blew a 35 to 21 lead in the third quarter against the uh, against Tampa Bay there, and they gave up 400. Uh, Winston threw for 456 yeah. yards. They gave up 542 yards. That being the Colts' defense, that's the most since October of 2014. Yikes. Like, I don't know what to say other than yikes, uh, Frank Reich. And I don't want to – to me, it doesn't fall on – it doesn't fall on the quarterback here because, obviously, a 35-21 lead, you're doing enough things to be – you had a pick six. Like, Darius Leonard played great, but – there was they had a punt, a lost fumble, a missed field goal. They turned it over and that was like the first five possessions heading into the fourth quarter. It was it was ugly, man. It was not good football. But give credit to Arians and company in Tampa. Really started to turn some things around. And oh yeah, by the way, maybe the most overqualified defensive coordinator in the league. They're really starting to play Bowles. for him now. That being, of course, uh, Todd Bowles, man. Really starting. That's going to be a re- if they stay together. That's a pretty good defense. That's next the year. question. That's a pretty good team next year. Yeah. Yep. That's the question, Joe. Yep. Are they going to stay together? One thing, first of all, Winston threw 456. He was out for a drive looking at the hand. Tampa quarterback yes. threw for 474, <laughs> Joe. So let's, not, that, let's uh, not give them full credit. Blewett, Ariel, and I on yesterday, we had a little bit of a conversation. You know, we know Mariota's on his way out, right? These 50 year quarterbacks, will they pick up the right. option? Has the Jameis Arians Byron Leftwich combo? What do you do, Joe? You give him, and if you give Jameis a contract, how much? 
Is it like the Jacoby Brissett car kind of contract? Like, what do you do with Jameis going into this season? Is he your answer? Is he your franchise quarterback then for the next five years? Because you got to decide one way or the other. Do you think there's been enough improvements? Enough, like, do you trust it? Yeah, it's whatever Bruce Arians says and tells the ownership group there that, yes, this yeah. is going to be their quarterback. The only reason they brought in Bruce Arians was to see if there's something salvageable with Winston. If he gives them the thumbs up, they're going to sign him. If he gives them the thumbs down, <laughs> they're going draft hunting. But this is not a bad team either moving forward.